You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you tired of working nine to five? Are you tired of your dreams going unfulfilled? Are you still letting fear stop you from pursuing that business idea? Well, all that stops today. I'm Shawnee Sanders, host of the Girl Take No podcast, a podcast for ambitious women looking to ditch their nine to five and take the leap into entrepreneurship. Each week, you will learn the mindset, methods, and actionable steps other successful entrepreneurs took to make the shift from full-time employee to full-time entrepreneur and live the life they always dreamed of. Now let's get into today's episode. to the Girl Take No Podcast with me, Shawnee Sanders, your host. And today we have a very good conversation, something I'm very interested in because it's something that I know very little about. And so I love to learn new things. But let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's guest is Janine Samuel. She is a retired NBA NFL cheerleader. She is an accomplished entrepreneur. She is founder of Sideline Prep, which she's going to tell us all about. Um, she's a coach. She's a public speaker. She is a full-time news anchor in Richmond, Virginia. She's a producer. And she's a game co-host of the NFL Washington Commanders. Janine, welcome to the show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know what? Listen, when I'm reading through this introduction, I'm like, she is a busy lady. Okay. <laughs> she has done a lot. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah, though. So I really, I really <laughs> You have, you, you, you've done a lot and you're still doing a lot, which is really awesome. Um, before I jump into like any questions, give me the story behind the brand. Tell me what inspired you to start sideline prep. Perfect. Yes. Yeah, so wonderful question. So basically after being in the NFL for eight amazing seasons, so I started out as a Redskin at, so I was a cheerleader for the Washington Redskins that now is the Washington commanders for anyone out there that's, you know, into the NFL and all things. Um, I really realized that there weren't any services or coaching um, availability for people that wanted to become professional cheerleaders. You know, there's tons of coaches, there's tons of all-star gym, 
programs for middle school, high school, the all-stars, um, you know, mm-hmm. gymnastic, cheerleading at the lower levels. But there weren't a lot of coaching companies to help women once they either graduate from high school or graduate from college to then make it to the professional level. And the professional level could be, of course, NFL, NBA, but then also you have your semi-pro leagues as well. And so I started the company Mm -hmm. Sideline Prep with a teammate of mine, and it took off. Um, We started getting a lot of emails and phone calls for assistance and help. And one thing led to another. And then here over a decade later, we are still going strong. And interesting enough, the name Sideline Prep, my dad actually came up with that name. So uh, myself and- (laughs) <laughs> yeah, myself and my co-founder, along with you know two of my other teammates, we were all sitting in my family room and it was connected to the kitchen. My dad was um, at my house visiting and we were just all talking about, OK, mm-hmm. what's the name of this company? You know, sideline distraction or, you know, pro cheer prep. And we were trying to come <laughs> up with all of these different names and we wanted to use the, ter- the word sideline in it. And my dad, Mm -hmm. eavesdropping, was like, well, what about sideline prep? (laughs) We were like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And so that name just stuck. And it literally is. Yeah, we are prepping people for the sidelines of NFL, Mm -hmm. NBA games. And then ultimately, they are the main attraction once it's time for them to perform. You know what's so interesting about this is that for the normal person who's like fans, we don't even know that this side of the world even exists. You know what I mean? We don't even know that this side, like there is a process to it and how you get into it, which is why I'm so glad we're having this show because I think the first time I started really thinking about professional cheerleaders is when my niece, um, she was a cheerleader throughout like middle school, high school, and she wanted to do it on a professional level. And I was like, you could do it on a professional level? Like, you know what I mean? Like I knew you could, but I didn't know it was something, I didn't know how she was going to do it basically is what I would say, what I'm trying to say. And that's when I first found out about, you know, the steps that she wanted to take to get to that level. And then also I remember back in the day, all I can remember is like the Dallas Cowboys, their cheerleaders, mm-hmm. that, that whole show that came on, which kind of gave us a behind the scenes look on what it takes to become a professional cheerleader. And it is like a true journey. You know what I mean? Like it is a, it is a real profession. It is not something people take lightly and it's, it's hard work. Most definitely. And it's very competitive. You know, a lot of people don't understand Mm -hmm. that there's a lot, like you said, that goes into it. It's not just your dance ability. It's not just your performance, your showmanship, your flexibility, your technical skills. Yes, all of that is super important when it comes to the performance side of things, but it's also your mindset, how you walk in with confidence. It's, you know, being Mm -hmm. sure of yourself and that in and of itself is something that you've got to work on, but it's also nutrition and fitness and fueling your body the correct way, having Mm -hmm. the stamina to be able to get through the rigors of prep classes and auditions. It's your appearance, knowing what colors look good on your skin and your skin undertones, you know, your makeup, your hair, your teeth, your nails. It's your interview skills. You have to be able to get through an interview and show the judges and the coaches that you deserve to be on that team through your speaking ability. It's your education. It's your resume. It's your application. It's your intro speech, being able to introduce yourself to Mm -hmm all of the judges or people in um, the audience and then being able to pull all of those things together and become the full package and present the full package during the audition process. Oh, when there are a couple of other hundred people vying for the same spot. 
So it is really a lot. And a lot of people also don't know that for most NFL and NBA teams and obviously semi-pro teams as well, this is our second job, right? So a lot of us mm-hmm. have full-time jobs. A lot of us have full-time careers. And then after mm-hmm. the nine to five, we're getting in the car, we're going to the studio or the stadium or the arena, and we have practice. And then we have game days and then we have appearances and then we have tours overseas. You know, there's so much that goes into being a professional cheerleader. Yeah, it it, it is very rigorous. Let me like, ask you another question regarding like the journey. Did you always see yourself as an entrepreneur? Are you thinking of something like, hey, I just uh, kind of fell into this thing because I saw a need? Yeah, kind of fell into it. I saw a need and wanted to capitalize yeah. on that need to help other people and didn't really think about it in the sense of, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to be a boss. I'm going to be you know, a leader of this company. <laughs> yeah. Saw myself more as I'm going to help people become more prepared because I remember when I auditioned mm-hmm. for the first time for the NFL. I was scared. I was overwhelmed. I didn't know what I was doing. I fumbled through the process. Luckily, all things turned out well, but it would have been nice to just have someone there to guide and to assist me. And I will never forget um, Janae Patterson. I give her a shout out. She was um, one of the veterans (laughs) on the team, her along with Katrina and Renee. They were already on the team. And I remember Joy. Oh my gosh, these are powerhouse women that were Redskinettes at the time. <laughs> and the first day of auditions went, came to a close. They probably saw that I was stressed. One of them came over and just said, hey, we're having practice tonight. Would you like to come over and just practice with us? And it just meant the world to me. It like literally meant the world to me that these other you know, strong, courageous Black women noticed that I was struggling mm-hmm. and came over and asked me if I needed some help. And I went and I practiced with them that night. And then the next day for final auditions, I ended up making the team. And I really do think that it's because they lended that helping hand to me, saw me when I was struggling. And so I feel like I'm paying it forward with Sideline Prep for sure. Yeah, definitely. For sure. How did you get into cheerleading? Was it something that you wanted to do? Did you do it in high school or middle school? How did you get into that career path? So believe it or not, total tomboy growing up. So I was (laughs) along with my sisters outside um, playing flag football with the boys and the fellas like I was a total tomboy growing up. Did not pluck a single eyebrow until I got into college, right? So <laughs> I grew up, um, grew up in a household of athletics, but I ran track. So I ran cross country, indoor track and outdoor track and ran all through middle school and high school. And then my sophomore year in high school, a friend of mine was like, hey, let's skip indoor track practice and go audition for the cheerleading team. And I was like, no, I don't want to be a cheerleader. And she didn't want to go by herself. So I went with her. I ended up making it mm-hmm. and she didn't. And so I ended up cheering my sophomore year. I um, got cut my junior year, cheered my senior year, and in all honesty, just fell in love with it. And then ended up being a co-ed mm-hmm. um, cheerleader at the University of Richmond in college for four years. And that's what led me into the pros. But if if you would have told me then that I would eventually become an NFL and then an NBA cheerleader and start my own company helping people become professional cheerleaders, I would have told you there was no way in the world that was happening. I didn't like makeup. I didn't like anything that had to do with beauty and glam. Like it it just wasn't me. Um, And then to turn into basically helping to coach people 
to, you know, show their beauty on their inner beauty on the outside through those things, makeup and, you know, hair and lashes and all of that stuff. It's kind of ironic that it turned out that way. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny to come from being such a tomboy to being such a glamorous girl. Because when we look at the NFL and NBA cheerleaders, they are very glamorous women. They're beautiful women. They're very glamorous. So that is definitely interesting to hear. Let me ask you this. When did you know when you started Sign Lab Prep, when did you know that, you know what, we're on to something here? You know, when did you know, when did you get that feeling that this was going to be something bigger than what you expected it to be? I would have to say probably within year two. I think year one was kind of you're fumbling through. You're so excited. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah. getting, you know, I have clients. Definitely year two because at that time we were on a one-to-one business model and all of our sessions mm-hmm. were one-to-one. So you were either meeting with me or the other co-founder. And we started to become overbooked. Like it got to the point where we didn't have mm-hmm. enough hours evening after our full-time jobs um, to help everybody. Um, And then we were pushing into our weekends. So we were helping, you know, young women over the weekends. Then we started to say, okay, well, we can start, you know, using virtual training for some of these sessions that we are pretty much saying the same thing over and over again, and then maybe meet with them just in a 15 minute one-on-one session in person. So that's when mm-hmm. we really started to realize that we were on to something is when we were becoming um, overbooked and we then needed assistance and help to service our clients. Mm, that's amazing. Let me ask you this too. Part of the entrepreneurship journey and being an African-American woman, did you face any struggles to start a, to start your business, to get people to one, take you guys seriously, you know what I mean? And say, hey, this is a serious business. We're doing this. What struggles did you guys face trying to do this? I would say the struggle was less around race and more around the Mm -hmm. importance of what it was that we were doing. Um, My Mm -hmm. co-founder, she was also um, a minority and we both, I think, because we were two minorities from two different minority classes, we were, people Mm -hmm. accepted us. They didn't look at the skin color. They looked at the credentials. And so luckily in this Mm. industry, once you become a pro, that's pretty much what you need to be able to teach others to become pros. So it was less about the color of our skin and just more about our credentials. Um, And I think from the outside public, it was more like, hold on, people will pay you to get on a pro team. Like I think Mm -hmm. people didn't really understand (laughs) that concept (laughs) that people would actually pay us to help them become professional cheerleaders. And so I would say that would have been the biggest struggle that we had kind of pushing forward. But then, you know, that was short-lived as well because, you know, Mm. the more that you grow your company and the more that you have success with your company and the more, you know, people that you're placing on teams and helping to get on teams, that in and of itself built the credibility and the naysayers fell by the wayside. Mm. Did you guys have to start building relationships with other teams or did you already have those relationships established when you started? Yeah, great question. So we started with the teams that were right here in our backyard. So both of us mm-hmm. were, you know, on the commanders, then uh, the Redskins. Um, I eventually transitioned into the Wizards with the NBA. So I had those relationships there. We knew the coaches and uh, former cheerleaders from the Baltimore Ravens, the Baltimore Blast, a lot of the teams right here in the area. And once we started to cultivate and get uh, people on those teams and built the respect and a great reputation in the D 
DC metropolitan area, then it was a lot easier for us to then expand to other teams and to other cities. And so, you know, networking and just, you know, cold calling, cold emailing to try to build those Mm -hmm. relationships. And then also once some of our lovelies, we call our female clients lovelies and our male clients gents, once our lovelies started to get on these teams, then those teams also started to hear about sideline prep as well. But yes, relationship building is super important. We don't like to start providing services and coaching for a team until that coach knows that we are providing services and you know for that team in particular. So we, we try to be very respectful of each team to make sure they understand what our business model is and we're here to assist and help them and not take from them. Yeah. When someone becomes a part of your um academy, is it some are they a part of the the organization for the long haul meaning throughout their entire professional career or is it more so hey we just get you the training you need, get you prepared and get you on the team and then it kind of like it kind of like separates from there, but is it just something they're a part of for the rest of their career? So we always say like once a lovely, always a lovely. And I get that from my days as an NFL Mm -hmm. cheerleader. Whenever we finished our rookie season, we would have our ring ceremony where we would get our pinky rings. And it was a ceremony where our (laughs) coach would basically say, you know, once a Redskins cheerleader, always a Redskins cheerleader, and he'd put the ring on. So we kind of had that same concept in the sense of once a sideline prep lovely, always a sideline prep lovely. But all of our coaching programs um, have a beginning and they have an end. And so they receive a certain level of service and care and one-on-one attention during that program. But then once they graduate, they know that we are literally a text, a phone call, or an email away. If they ever need assistance or help, we are there Mm. to help them. Um, Once they make a team, any and all services that they need are for free. So if they need assistance with, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe some confidence or picking up a new skill set um, that they don't have that the team requires. We provide all those services for free. And then if someone that graduates from one of our programs wants to come back in because they haven't yet made a team, they get, they're heavily discounted. Um, but we still provide advice mm-hmm. and coaching, you know, one off, no matter, no matter what, like once a lovely, always a lovely. <laughs> what age would you tell someone to start preparing to become a professional cheerleader, become a part of your organization? What At what age do you think they need to start? Because I know for me, I cheer when I was like really young and going through middle school, high school. I really feel like you could never be too young in all honesty, because mm-hmm. a lot of, there's this big misconception like, oh, well, once you're a cheerleader, then it's just easy to make the progression upward and onward. Not necessarily. Once you are at the pro level, the majority of the teams, even though we're called cheerleaders, are actually dancers. So Mm -hmm. the typical rah-rah, like motion-based cheerleading that we know of in all-star or, you know, at middle school, high school, or even college cheering is not relevant really at the pros because it's more about pirouettes and leaps and calypsos and fuete turns. It's more of your technical jazz or ballet elements. So if you are a cheerleader and you want to go pro, I would say start getting in those ballet classes or those jazz classes now. Start learning the technical side of dance. Now, there are some teams out there that have co-ed stunt squads. So like, for example, the Baltimore Ravens, the Tennessee Mm -hmm. Titans, they also have stunters, like typical cheerleaders that they're throwing up, the tumbling is important and all of that. Mm -hmm. So there are still some teams that do the cheerleading, but 
a, the majority of the teams on the NFL and the NBA level are dancers. And then if you are mm-hmm. a trained dancer, so if you are ballet and jazz, then I would say start now with cheer motions and drills, because there are some teams that their style of dance is more motion based, where it's very important to hit your motions sharp and hard and with precision. precision. But if you're a trained ballet dancer, you've seen ballet, they're very fluid and very mm-hmm. loose. I don't want to say loose, but very fluid and flowing with their movements. They're not like bam, 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 you know, hitting hitting everything yeah. sharp. So that's something that the more technically trained dancers have to learn. They have to learn how to be more powerful with their movements and their placement. Have you ever gotten the client that just came straight off like, uh, not to say off the street, but just no background in dance, cheer, but just say, you know what, Jenny, I want to do this. I want to make it work. I know I can. Have you had those type of clients as well? Most definitely. One person that pops into my <laughs> mind immediately is her name is Crystal. She did not have any dance background whatsoever. She came and started working with us. And we that's what we are for people like that, because I did not have mm. a technical dance background. I was a cheerleader. So we have programs in place where if you don't even know what, first of all, I didn't know what a pirouette was, much less how to execute <laughs> one. That's basically a turn, right? I didn't know. So like our yeah. programs are designed to say, okay, step one, step two, step three, like very specific to help you learn the basics. And that's what we helped her do. And she ended up um, getting on the Baltimore Blast, which is a semi-professional, well, it's a pro soccer league, but it's not considered NFL or Mm -hmm. NBA. So she made it on a pro soccer team as a dancer, then ended up going to um, the Washington Redskins, now Commanders, and was the cover model, not once, but twice. So she was very successful. Um, awesome. on the, the pro level, but it took some stages and it took some coaching and she was a sponge. Whatever we said, she took in and she, she executed and she practiced on her own and she did what she had to do to get the skills that she needed to become a professional cheerleader. That is so awesome to know. I know a lot of listeners are going to be proud, very happy to hear that because it's like, hey, you don't have to have that background in training. You can actually get everything you need from sideline prep if this is the type of um, career path you want to go in. Let me ask you this question too regarding taking a leap into full-time entrepreneur because as you said before, you was working full-time and then you was doing this kind of like on the side and training people. When did you know it was kind of time to say, okay, I got to kind of step away from this job that I'm doing now and really put everything I have into to this because I see us growing and scaling. When did you know that time came? Yeah. So let me just back up even before sideline prep became sideline prep. So um, (laughs) when I first realized I was. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply ready to go on my own was when I wanted to get into TV. So I had worked in corporate Mm -hmm. America for 10 years and went ahead and was like, okay, I'm ready to do TV. I tried, I tried television and realized maybe I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) So I started a (laughs) consulting company. I started a consulting company and, um, did, did that for quite some time, uh, did, you know, process improvement, strategic planning, BPR work for the government, small sector and all mm-hmm. of that. During that time period was when Sideline Prep was birthed as, as well. So I had my consulting company that was paying my bills and then Sideline Prep was kind of like my side hustle, right? Mm-hmm. So I continued that model for quite some time. And it wasn't until around 2019, my mom was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer and she Mm -hmm. needed my sisters and I to be there with her pretty much 24 seven. So we were going through, you know, three days on four days off rotating and, you know, help with my mom. And because of that, Mm -hmm. I just could not be at client site to service my clients. So I had to shift all of my attention into sideline prep. And when I put 110% of my focus and attention into sideline prep, that's when it grew and blew up. And I was Mm -hmm. able to totally depend on that. Thank heavens, because then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And with COVID that, you know, companies weren't paying money for consultants. So the one client that I had left in consulting ended up, I ended up losing that client as well. So it was a blessing in disguise in a sense, because then I was able to fully commit to sideline prep and it got me through COVID and, you know, got me through all of those stages. And I haven't had to necessarily go back to consulting full-time at all. Mm -hmm. And now of course, television, you know, full circle. Now I'm back in television and doing this full-time and I've built sideline prep up to the point where my team can pretty much run the business during the day. And then I'm there, you know, when necessary for webinars, live launches, you know, one-on-one sessions when needed with VIP clients and things like that. So it kind of just happened naturally for me um, Mm -hmm. because I decided to take that one step to stop the full time, you know, business, you know, corporate America job. Yeah. 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 You know, that's so that's I'm so glad you said I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs and I always ask them about growth and when did they know they were growing and it was time 
are either how you grow. And it was like, you know, we always recognize growth when it's time for us to bring in other people. And I think that's so awesome. Like you said, that your business now is at a place where your team can do everything they need to do. And you just have to show up for only certain things. So that leaves you now to do other things, other passions that you have, which I think is so awesome as entrepreneurs. It's like being able to have that balance, you know, and knowing when it's time, that's growth takes, you know, you have to grow with people. You can't grow alone. And I think that's really awesome. You know, let's talk about men chill. Are they called men dancers, men cheerleaders? What, what what's the technical term for them? I want to get it right. You can call them. <laughs> I don't want to call them. Cheer. Yeah, the men cheerleaders. Okay. I just yeah. want to say because I don't want nobody to be like, that's not what we're called. So do you have a lot of men in your um academy? Because I I, I want to know. Is there a lot of men in the academy? So we have had Two, three people that we've worked with that are now on pro teams, men, and one of the three a okay. part of our coaching program. And with that coaching program, we actually sent a survey out to the female clients of ours to ask them how mm-hmm. comfortable they felt and if they were okay with him being a part, because it is a very intimate group. And all of them pretty much said yes. Like there yeah. wasn't a single person who was like, no way. So he's been very successful. He actually is a dancer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the majority of the people mm. that I tend to, um, attract our females. And not to say that Mm -hmm. I don't like working with men, but I, you know, love, Mm -hmm. love working with women just because I can relate to them so much more. And I just feel like the majority of our service offerings and even our wording and our stories and our examples are all female based for the most part, because that's who we initially Mm -hmm. targeted when we started this company. Um, At the time when we started, you know, there weren't male cheerleaders on the pro level that happened, you know, eventually as we kind of went through the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this too. Um, When it comes to the NFL and the NBA, is the skill set to be a cheerleader in each of those um, organizations different or is it all just one skill set? So I would say the the underlying foundations of it is kind of one skill set in the sense of performance, mm-hmm. showmanship, being an entertainer, being a great ambassador, a public speaker, um, being able to represent the organization in a, in a great way, loving to do community service and outreach, you know, loving kids. Mm-hmm. Like those baseline characteristics are across both the NFL and the NBA. I would say the biggest difference is the NBA, because you have a basketball court, normally those performers are a bit more technical trained. So they have more advanced skills um, from a technical standpoint as and as far as tricks uh, within the NBA. Mm-hmm. NFL typically um, is a little less technical, but NFL teams are definitely stepping up their technical requirements as well. So it's almost starting to mm. level out the playing field, but not quite yet. Um, you can just do a lot more on a court versus, you know, a field. And because of that, I feel yeah. like the requirements are a little bit different. Yeah. You know, I want to get into the mindset because we touched on that a little bit and confidence because confidence is big. And I've been having a lot of conversations around confidence because confidence is everything we do in life. What type of mindset would a cheerleader have to have a young, not a cheerleader, but a young woman or man would have to have in order to see success in this particular field? Great question. So, you know, we know that confidence and mindset, literally the foundation of every single thing that we do in life. 
regardless. Mm -hmm. And so our coaching program, that is like the first piece of content that they receive. And then every other Monday, they're on a Monday mindset session with me. That's how important Mm -hmm. mindset and confidence is. And we stress that to them. Like you can have, you know, a triple turn. You could leap higher than anyone in the room. Your high kicks could go past your ears. You could be the best public speaker. But if you don't believe in yourself and if you don't have faith in yourself that it's possible for you to become a professional cheerleader, then guess what? You're absolutely right. But it also works the other way around. Mm -hmm. So if you do have faith um, that you can do it and you know that you've done all that you could do as far as your preparation and your knowledge and your skills and you walk in with confidence, you're going to be far more successful in that audition than someone who's not confident. So it really are the, yeah. It's the exact same confidence and mindset that you need in life to become a professional cheerleader. It's belief in yourself. It's putting in extraordinary action to improve your weaknesses and to improve the things that you know you need to work on. And it's making small incremental improvements, that 1% every single day to better yourself so that you feel good walking into auditions so that you can perform like a pro once you get there. And we help them with, you know, just typical like setting up your morning routine and making sure that your morning routine is sound and taking time out for yourself, meditation, journaling, affirmations. Like we go through all of that. We go through the importance of an evening routine and, you know, we go through all of that. Right. But then we also say, yeah, you can continue to do all this woo woo stuff, but you also have to take action. You know, you also have to make sure that you have the skills and that you can do the turns and the leaps and that you pick up choreography fast and all of that. But at the foundation of it all, you have to believe that it's possible for you because if you don't, then you're basically giving yourself a no. You don't even have to wait for the judges to say no. You're giving yourself a no. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I would know, I would assume that being in this particular field to, to get those no's or to not get picked can be like a blow you know what I mean? To your confidence. And it's like being able to, to build your confidence up and keep that going, I think is definitely um, key. Cause like I said, it's just key to overall in life and what we do and just having confidence in ourselves and our, and then when it comes to our body positivity, you know, do you see any, any um, lack of confidence when it comes to their bodies and how they feel about the way they look in certain uniforms? Yeah, most definitely. You know, we we always stress no does not mean never. It means not right now. Yeah. So in our coaching programs, as long as they audition for a team, if they hear a no and they've completed the coursework, they actually can come back into our program for free and repeat it. And that is because exactly what you're talking about. We don't want a no to mean never to them and to get them down to the point where they don't continue to pursue their goals and the dreams. So we kind of bribe them and we're like, no, come back in for free and we're going to help you, you know, better prepare (laughs) for that audition. So that is super important as it relates to physique and fitness. Most definitely. If you don't feel good on the outside, then sometimes you're not going to feel good on the inside. But again, that's where those Monday mindset um, Mm -hmm. sessions come in. That's where our, you know, mindset and confidence trainings, the virtual trainings we provide come in because we want you to feel good on the inside first. Like that's what's most important. You feel good on the inside and you know that you are at the, the perfect weight. You have the perfect body for right now in, in this moment in time. Does that mean that you can, you, you know, of course we can always be healthier. Of course we can always eat better. Of course we can always treat our bodies Mm -hmm. better, but that's what the program's for. We're going to help you learn those habits so that you can treat your body like the temple that it is. 
you know, if, if your body is a Lamborghini, you're not going to be fueling it with regular gas. No, you're going to be fueling it with premium. Yeah. So we teach them what they need to do and how to treat their bodies better. But it starts with loving yourself as you currently are. Yeah. Because if you don't start there, then trying to change um, what you eat and how often you work out and all of that, it's not going to work because you're still identifying with the overweight person that doesn't care for your body, right? You need to identify with the perfect body that you are in right now that treats your body perfectly. Then it makes more sense. Oh, okay. Well now I'm going to eat this way. I'm going to drink plenty of water. I'm going to have my vitamins. I'm going to get my sleep, all of that. So it's mm -hmm. a process, which is why our program is six months. Yeah. Um, every other week we have our nutrition and fitness session with Jeanette Chandler. She is a former professional cheerleader, owns her own um, company, and she's amazing. Um, but the foundation of her program and even outside, you know, the women that she works with that have no desire to become professional cheerleaders, but they're moms, they're regular people, they're entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. She works with them on the mindset yeah. piece too because that is the foundation of treating your body the way that it deserves to be treated, which will lead to being healthier, losing weight, feeling good about what you see in the yeah. mirror. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about that. Cause I'm like, that's, it's probably the one of the biggest pieces of it is just being able to love yourself no matter mm -hmm. what and being able to want the best for your body and your overall health, because that's what really comes into play. When we think about the, because I've, I've said, I've heard before that a lot of time professional cheerleaders get exposed to a lot of opportunities. You know, is there, is there like a, a career trajectory for a professional cheerleader where it's like, hey, you can probably cheer for X amount of years and then you're introduced to all these different opportunities that can really take you to the next level in whatever career you're choosing. Is there always those type of opportunities for them? Yeah, I think so. You know, it's it, world. It wasn't respected mm -hmm. um, as much as it is now. So I would leave it off of my resume. So whenever mm -hmm. you know I was interviewing for another opportunity, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. Well, first of all, yeah. having a, well, having a strong support system. So the majority of the women that we work with, you know, are either married or they have, you know, parents or family, mm -hmm. friends, you know, relatives or whatever that are helping. Um, I definitely know a lot of the lovelies that are in our program, you know, we'll have yeah. Zooms and maybe we're doing a dance class or a fitness class or something. And the kiddo is working out with the mom, you know, so moms learn how to you know, involve their children in the healthy activities that they're doing as well to create great habits for their kids as yeah. well. Um, but a lot of times, yeah, they you know, their children would be sitting on their laps during our Zoom sessions and we would get to know the, the kids and say hi to them. And yeah, but it's, it's huge. Yeah. You know, that was another question I was going to ask. Is this something that people would normally put on their LinkedIn profile? You know what I mean? Because, because there's a lot of skill set behind it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that they learn becoming a professional cheerleader, you know, that they can take into any job, any um, career, you know, that can really help them in terms of like confidence and um, the work ethic, you know, that, to, that it takes to become a professional cheerleader at the level that they're cheering at. So I would assume it would allow benefits, but you're right. Maybe some people are still kind of like not really favoring that type of um, skill set. But I was, I was going to ask that question. I'm glad you touched on that because I was definitely going to ask that question. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know what? I was going to ask that question in terms of like, I know when I'm watching a game, I don't necessarily see the cheerleaders all the time. And I think a lot of time when it's not, they're not, their performances are not televised. Maybe they're just for the arena, which is true because I've been in some arenas and I've seen them then. So it's like, what, what opportunities do, like when, what do they do for the, the organizations if we don't necessarily see them that much on the field, if not just on the sidelines? Because if you're not in the arena, I don't think you get opportunity to see their routines and see what they do because they're not really showing them on TV when we're watching games. It's vigorous. <laughs> it is very much so vigorous. Like you wouldn't know, like I said, if you're not a part of this world, you would not know everything that a professional cheerleader has to do outside of working their full-time job and maintaining their own lives. You know, um, okay, perfect. two questions before we end the show. First question is, what do you want people to know about sideline prep? Wow. What I want people to know about sideline prep is that we care more than anybody else. We really mm. are a company that, yes, you know, at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is to, you know, get our clients on professional entertainment teams. But what we truly care the most about is helping each individual grow from the inside out. We really want to make sure that, you know, regardless of which way life takes them, whether it's to a football mm -hmm. field or an NBA arena or whatever it is, that they have the tools, the resources, the knowledge, the tactics, the tips to help them be better versions of themselves from the inside out. We really want them to be, um, you know, meaningful humans for society and for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so we focus a lot, yes, on crossing the T's and dotting all the I's on how to prepare for prep classes and auditions. But my true passion is really making sure that they have all the tools they need to be stronger um, with their mindset, their confidence, that they're eating properly, yeah. that they just feel good about themselves every single morning when they wake up. And when they don't, they know how to get themselves out of that rut and that they remember that yeah. In order for there to be an up, there has to be a down. So it's okay to have some down days, but they have the tools to pick themselves up and to keep moving forward and to send out that positive energy and those vibrations to turn a dark day into a bright day, to turn a low point into a high point. And so that's what's most important, I feel like for anyone to know about our company mm -hmm. is that we just care. We care a lot about each and every single person that we interact with. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. Listen, the mindset and the confidence is so huge. So I love that you really do hone in on that and focus on that to help build them, you know, to build their confidence in themselves. So that's really awesome. Now, before we end the show, because this has been a really good show and I've learned a lot. Um, I love learning new things. Like this is something I totally knew nothing about. And now I have, I can actually go somewhere and talk um, intelligently on it. <laughs> I can say, and what I don't know, I can call you and be like, hey, Janine, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> Just so I can sound intelligent when I'm speaking on this particular topic. <laughs> so this has been really good. So the last question I ask all my guests that are on the show is, what is some of the best advice you received from another woman? Yeah, so I would say it was actually at a workshop um, that I was doing for or attending for the Women of Washington, which is an, uh, mm -hmm. an organization that's kind of 
offspun from the Washington Commanders, where of course it's the women of Washington. And it was a luncheon. <laughs> and one of the speakers, you know, said that as you are on your way up, because you know, we aspire to always level up. So as you're on your way up, don't forget to send the elevator back down. Mm. And that was so like, it just hit me like, you're absolutely right. You know, as you're on this journey called life and as you are going from one level to the next level and you're constantly improving yourself, don't forget mm -hmm. to send that elevator back down to help someone else up. Don't forget to send that elevator back down to provide the knowledge and the skills that you've learned along the way to maybe help fast track their um, path to success. Um, because that's yes. how we all grow as together. We all grow together when we are willing to help each other. And so that was very you know, prevalent when I became a professional cheerleaders with, with the, the, that group of black women that invited me to practice after the mm -hmm. day one auditions, you know, and that's the foundation of sideline prep as well. You know, we are there to help others fast track their way to success. We've been there. We've been professional cheerleaders. We've experienced it. And now we're sending the elevator back down to help, you know, others rise up as well. And so just in life in general, I would say, don't forget to send yeah. that elevator back down. I love that. Don't forget to send the elevator back down. I, that's definitely how I live my life. I'm always, you know, everything that I've learned, I always give somebody else the same knowledge. It's like, hey, this is what you can do. Even with podcasting, it's so funny how so many people, other podcasters watch what I'm doing. It's so funny how you don't know people are watching you the way they do. And they're always asking questions. So I think I love that advice. Don't forget to send the elevator back down. I love it. I love it. This has been an awesome show, Janine. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule and that's sitting down with me and talking all about sideline prep and just a big piece of confidence and the coaching on that is really awesome as well. Um, guys, listen, this is the Girl Techno Podcast. I am Shawnee Sanders and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Girl Techno Podcast. We really hope this episode gets you one step further in your dream of becoming an entrepreneur. If you like this episode, please leave us a review. Once you us review we will shout you out on our next episode now in order to qualify for the shout out all you have to do is leave a review screenshot the review tag girl take no podcast in your stories and you will get a shout out in our next episode until then guys thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next time Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.